Hi everyone, welcome to Joni Stahl's podcast. I pray everybody's doing good today. Amen. You know, I want to speak to you today about a little verse I've always loved. And it's in Hebrews 13, verse 16, and it says, But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. I'm going to pray. Father in heaven, I just thank you so much for another day. Another day, Lord, that I can lift up your name and speak about you and share your truth and your light into the lives of those that you'll send this message to. I pray that you will let your living waters flow through me and that, Lord, little tributaries will go out and that you will water the land and you will water those that are thirsty and you will pour out your water and even floods upon the dry ground. I ask that you lead me in this word and I pray, Lord, that this word would be pleasing in your sight and acceptable in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I was thinking about serving God and who doesn't think about serving God? Everybody that loves the Lord, there's a natural occurrence where you want to serve the Lord. You want to do anything for him. And even the daily life becomes a joy when you really realize that there's purpose in everything you're doing, no matter if you're going to work and raising children, whatever your portion is in this life, whatever your lot is, Christ is your portion and you have a lot in life. And that lot would describe your circumstances that you're living in. And so the beauty of that is that I learned through growing up in Christ, always wanting to serve him, always wanting this and wanting that, when all along, what he wanted me to do was do exactly what I was doing each day and what he put before me. And I learned to serve the king that way. And since then, that's been an exercise because there's days that are really rough and there's challenges. But when we keep ourselves looking to Jesus Christ through it all, then it, it we're changed. We're expected to change from glory to glory. We're supposed to go from strength to strength, from faith to faith. Although in the beginning, we go from weakness to strength. We go from doubting to faith. And, but little by little, we wax strong in the faith. We, we wax, we wax valiant in the fight. And so pretty much daily when I get up to be with the Lord in the morning and I sit there in the dark while everybody's sleeping, I always say to him daily, Lord, I pray that you use me. I hope that you will give me something to do, Lord God, that will be a blessing to you. And at some point, sometimes I press the issue, and but mostly I always know whatever it is he sets before me, that's the thing the king wants me to do. And so I do it, and I put all myself into it, and I walk before the Lord. And each day that I do that, and each day you do that, that is how you are truly serving the Lord. We have to let go of things because true freedom is when we are letting go of everything. 
I think we grip on to things so tightly in the way we want to serve the Lord. We have ideas of what we want to do and, and we beg and we plead and they don't happen. And it's not because Christ is not listening to you. It's that God has a plan and a purpose and a personal will for your life. God has a overall will for his body, his, for the family of God. And so we want to always be in the will of God and there's always peace there. And so when I see that, but to do good and to communicate, forget not, um, you know, to do good and to communicate, forget not and adding it as sacrifices that God is well pleased of. Those are the things that he sees us doing. It becomes a sacrifice because they're not easy things to do. They're not pleasant things to do. They're not fun things to do, but there is an exercise that happens to you as you go on in life. I think of the words of Amy Carmichael, these simple words, a chance to die. And unless a corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it produces nothing. But if it does die, it produces much fruit. You see, Charles Spurgeon put it this way, don't be a tree. Like a lot of theologians he knew during his day, he said, all the fruit was at the top of the tree. No one can get to it. Be a tree that bears all the fruit at the bottom branches. Be a tree that feeds people everywhere. You know, it says the lips of the lips of the righteous feed many. It talks in Proverbs so many, so many different places. It says a hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. And, you know, Jesus is that tree of life and we're the branches grafted into him, but we're also referred to as trees, trees of the Lord. And we should be bearing that right fruit and the sap in those in that tree is the Holy Spirit, the life blood of that tree that goes into his branches. And so I want to go on and I want to say this because I want to share with you something. I have a friend and I've. Uh, she was a friend from my teenage years. I still consider her a friend, but we went our separate ways. Everybody got married and went their ways and she moved far away. And uh, recently she reached out to me and contacted me and I was really happy to hear from her. I thought I'd never talk to her again or I haven't seen her, but <laughs> she reached out. So it was such a blessing. So um, we spoke a little bit and then went on. And one day I saw a post where I saw that her husband had passed away. Well, I had always known her to not be born again. And when I had spoken to her um, just recently, telling her what I was doing in my YouTube channel, among other things, getting caught up, she knows that I am a Christian. And I know that she's not. And I got this powerful sense that she was very closed off to it and that there was such a deadness in her lovely person, but absolutely dead in the spirit. So when I saw that, I reached out to her and I told her that I would be praying for her. And I was sorry to hear what had happened to her husband. And they had been married since she was probably in her early twenties and 
all along. They, you know, they, she had two children with them, the whole thing. And now he's gone. And so a little while after, a little while after, I keep thinking about her. And once in a while, I'd reach out to her and let her know I was thinking about her. But it was always met with such a dead response. And so day before yesterday, the Lord had her on my mind and in my heart so deeply. And I said to myself, and I've been having this little war within myself. Joni, why don't you reach out and say something to her about the Lord? And I'd say, always in my flesh, my flesh was warring, saying, yeah, but she's not going to receive it. Whenever you say something, it's met with nothing sometimes, or thank you, or whatever. But I felt like this, a fire. This fire entered into my heart like a stream of fire from the Holy Spirit. And I said, what am I doing? How can I sit here every morning and say, Lord, use me? Lord, I pray that you will use me as a vessel of your glory to pour forth the ointment of your name. How can I sit here and I choose whom I will speak to and then choose not to speak to somebody else because they seemed so dead and flat to it before? I think of the words of Samuel when he said, God forbid that I should sin against God and not pray for you. And I had to repent that I felt in my heart, Lord, Lord, forgive me, forgive me for sinning against you and not just praying for her, which I did, but there was something that was kind of like, well, it's safe to pray for her. I won't have to say anything. And I don't want to sound like that. Like I don't, I don't want to have to say anything. There was this part of me that was so weak feeling. And, and so this stream of fire just entered into my heart. And I just, I, like I said, I know I'm repeating myself, but I said, Lord, what am I doing? Why, how can I even ask you to use me yet in this one thing? I don't want to say something because I think she's going to reject it. And I said, Lord, I will not only obey you, but I will do so with great joy. And as soon as I said yes to him, I felt that strength of God come into me. I felt a great joy, a leaping like a heart. Like that's an old school way of saying a deer. And uh, my heart leaped for joy. And I thought, I want to go, I'm going to say something. And so I've reached out to her before and asked if we can talk. And she said, no, she didn't say no twice, but she, there was just, was it going to happen? So I said, that's okay. And I reached out to her and I sent her this message telling her about heaven, telling her about the everlasting kingdom of Jesus Christ, about the promise of everlasting life by our father through the son, Jesus Christ. And it was worded in such a way that when I read it letter, I, later, I said, that wasn't me. That was you. And I talked to her about the doors beyond the grave and about Christ and about this world not being forever land but the eternal pasture lands of heaven. And my final words were, that's where I will be. That is where I will be. And you know, when I sent it, I felt such a supreme joy. You know, I did good and I didn't, and I communicated. I forgot not. And was it a sacrifice? Well, it wasn't a huge one, but I, it was enough for me to say, Lord, I see where you wanted me. I see what you wanted me to do. 
And I said, Lord, let me go from glory to glory. Take me from strength to strength. You know, in the word in 1 Corinthians 3.18, it says, For we who with unveiled faces do reflect the glory of the Lord. For he is changing us into his likeness with ever increasing glory. He is changing us and making us like his son. And so I want to encourage you today that when you step out in faith, don't worry about where it lands, what you will say. It's like Jesus when he said, don't worry about your life in Matthew chapter 6. Don't worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, neither for the clothes you'll put on. You know, I think about David, how he, it says in eight, uh, Psalm 8 verse 4, it's, it says, when I consider the heavens, the moon and the stars, which thou hast created, and the, 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 star, the work of your fingers, but the part that says, when I consider the heavens, he was considering something far greater than what he was in in his life. He didn't have an easy life. David actually had a terrible life. And I believe that that terrible life that he had, though he was a king, he said, though I am a king, though I am anointed king, this day I am weak. You see, we could have everything around us but be weak. But when we remember the Lord, and we follow after him and we fix our eyes on him and we set our mind on things above. Like Paul says in Corinth and Colossians three, verse one through three, he says, if ye then be dead with Christ, um, then you're risen with him. You know, I believe, I, I know that's how it goes. I don't, I'm, I may not be saying it perfectly, but Here's how it goes. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. For when Christ who is our life shall appear, you shall also appear with him in glory. And when you consider and Jesus go, and then I go back to that word consider, because you see, he was considering something greater. And Jesus tells us, don't worry about your life. Don't think about it. Now he's not talking about giving up and letting go about and being coming uh, po pointless. He's saying, give it to me, turn it over to me. He says, consider the lilies of the field, the lilies of the valley. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet Solomon in all his splendor was not arrayed like one of these. Some versions say was not arrayed in splendor like one of these. You know, God is never going to ask you to do something that will destroy you. And if he puts it into your heart, remember it's him that's speaking through you. You know, so many pastors, they give a message and it's dead. It's just dead. We know we're hearing the word being spoken and we're like, what's wrong? The word is being spoken, but it's just dead. It's flat. What's wrong? You know why? Because he didn't go to the well himself. He didn't choose that good thing that Mary did. But he learned to put a message together while he sat in a school. 
but there's something about what David did. I picture David sitting on the roof of his house in summer, alone at night, looking up at that sky. A man whose heart was after God's own heart. And that's why he was looking up and considering the heavens. And so something greater is being formed in you right now. Something you can't see. Something you can't explain. It's more than just handing out tracks on a corner. Having a perfect attendance record at Bible study. Or at church. But you know, it's where you break away. It's where you break away. And you be with the Lord. Where you go by yourself. And you look up. And you say, when I consider the heavens. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to consider the heavens. You know, I think about something Derek Prince said. Derek Prince said, I lived on God's word. He said, for about three years in the desert, I lived on God's word. There were no churches, chaplains, or preachers there. But I had two things, the word and the spirit of God. That experience made the most profound and permanent changes in every area of my being. Something happens to the man or woman who goes further and considers things that are high above them. And I see those horizons in their heart and their self stretching themselves. Just like God stretches forth the heavens above the earth and he stretches forth the beams under the water. I think about Isaiah stretching himself over that dead child and the life coming into that child. I think about how the Proverbs 31 woman stretches forth her hands to the poor. I think about Solomon, how he, it says in 1 Kings chapter 8 that he stood at the altar in the presence of the whole congregation with his hands spread, stre- his arms stretched, and his hands spread up to heaven. At the end of that prayer, he was kneeling and his hands still arms still stretched forth and hands spread to the heavens. I see that as the beginning and end of our life. That we begin praying by standing by the altar. The altar in our hearts where we make prayer and supplication. And then when we have lived a good life in Christ and gone a long way, then we are people that are found at the end of our life bowing before the Lord on our knees in humble, joyful glory and satisfaction in the one who saved us from death. He parted the seas for people to pass through and Jesus Christ parted the way to heaven for us. So when you remember those words, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. 
for this is a well-pleasing sacrifice unto the Lord. Get quiet with the Lord. Your doing good isn't with a whip on your back. It's not a forceful thing. You need to get away with him first. You need to feel your prayer. You need to feel his direction. And in the hard things, in the hard times, even the times that are coming upon us, we can stretch forth our hands to heaven and we could praise him and we could tell him, Lord, I will do good. I will perform that good thing that you have shown me to do. It's the hardest things to do because it's a walk of faith. But praise the Lord that we do it as a sacrifice and it's pleasing to you. And isn't that what we wanted to be pleasing to him? It's very reciprocal. He shines his face upon us and he blesses our storehouse. He blesses our kneading trough. He blesses our families. And he leads us onward and upward into the heavenly pasture lands, the everlasting kingdom of Jesus Christ.